and welcome back to the Yankees Nation podcast presented by New York Sports Nation. We are back. It is June 1st. The Yankees went down to Tampa Bay for four games and uh, they came back and played the Angels for one game in which they won. They currently stand at 34 and 15, first place in the AL East, best record in the league after the Dodgers lost last night, I believe. They're 33 yep. and 16. Yep. So half a game in first place of the league. Um, so still in a good place. Um, got some injury updates and we'll go through the games this week. And um, before we do that, uh, I'll throw it to Brian out in San Diego. How are you doing? Yes, it is June out here too, Brian. Uh, <laughs> even though I'm three hours behind you, I'm not that far behind Dave, but it, it, welcome to June. And, it, and obviously month three of the uh, baseball season. Um, I got to tell you, I think I think uh, we we need to understand our re- and our listeners need to understand we are prognosticators, okay? Um, you know the fact that the fact that you have predicted a four and three run on this uh, two two important series with the Rays and Angels, um, I might have been a little more optimistic, and especially after Friday after after Friday night's game and the Yankees went up two zero on the on the Rays. Uh, and we had our two starting pitchers coming forward, our two best starters, basically, as, as quote unquote, because, you know, I got a feeling Tyone and Nestor are, are really the two best right now, if you look at ERA and everything else. But the fact that we had Cole and Seve coming in, in Saturday and Sunday, oh, that series was looking really good. A little setback, but yeah. you know what? All of a sudden, Monty gets some support and we're, we're back in the game. So. Uh, but I'm doing well. It's uh, it's you know uh, I, we're counting down two things out here in San Diego. One is the school year is going to end in about another eight days, so that's that's a huge thing, especially for my junior, my uh, teenage uh, high schooler who's uh, going to be ending her junior year, and of course my wife, who's a first grade teacher, is uh, trying to work her way through the last seven days is eight days of uh, having students. So. Mm-hmm then we'll get into a true summer talk yeah yeah my my brother's a music teacher in, out in new jersey as well so he's why he's winding down the school year as well um i think we were i think all yankee fans are kind of in that same boat where it's like we, we went to tampa and then uh you're kind of hoping for two out of four and then you grab the first two and you're completely just shut down the Rays' offense in those first two games, and you're and like, you, and you get greedy. You start thinking greedy. <laughs> yeah, and, and I, I mean, when you got Cole on the mound, especially the next day, and you're facing Kluber, who hasn't been that great, um, you you get really optimistic with that. Um, uh, Brian and I talked after the uh, first two games. I, I I changed. I had changed my hopes to five and two, but I will. I will say I even though it was kind of a disappointing way to do it grabbing two in Tampa is still pretty good and they they could win the next two and still go five and two over this there you go absolutely I also want to say after the when the off day hit on Monday you look back at that stretch where they played 23 games in 22 days they went 15 and 8 and you sign up for that anytime when you have stretching games like that I was going back to the the Rangers series. Yeah, that's that's almost a six sixty six per you know six sixty seven per winning percentage. That you you'll yeah. you'll take that all the time. Yeah, yeah. Um, we we have some injury injury updates. Some of them came like right after we we stopped recording last week. Yeah. I think one day I think 
I think that game or the the game against the Orioles that took place that day, the injury updates took like really long to come out. They um, uh, oh yeah, they didn't have a lineup out till like six thirty, and the game was starting at seven or something like that. It was yeah, and 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 then then Jason Dominguez gets pulled from the minor league game, and they're thinking like, is there a trade going down? (laughs) It's like something crazy going on, but no. Dominguez fouled the ball off his foot and he was pulled from the game. He's back. He's fine. But um, it was just the Yankees were juggling a lot of uh, IL moves here. So, um, so the first Let's one. Let's go through them. Yeah. Yeah. The first one I have is uh, Josh Donaldson. He was already on the IL with COVID, um, but he's now on the IL with uh, a shoulder injury. Um, I don't think they said it's too bad. Um. I remember he said he was kind of a little, a little sore in spring training with the shoulder. So I'm not sure how I, shoulders can be tricky. So I, I, I'm kind of like, I don't know when to expect Donaldson to be back and, you know, so. And, and that to me, that to me might explain why DJ is playing so much third base. You know, yeah. um, originally we were talking about how it was really they're trying to manage Donaldson because he is injury prone. You know, he does have a tendency to get onto the injury IL uh, year in, year out. But maybe, maybe the shoulder is the biggest issue. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's like, uh, that was pretty clearly preemptive, uh, try, trying to pre- preemptively prevent injuries uh, mm-hmm. there from the Yankees. Cause it was like he wasn't playing third base on back to back days for a while there. Yeah. Um, and, and he's also had, ca- he's like had calf issues in multiple years in the past. So I think it makes sense that they did that. Um, hopefully he's back kind of soon because he was one of the Yankees best hitters for the last couple of weeks before he got hurt. So um, the next update I have is Joey Gallo is back yeah, from the COVID IL. Um, uh, and uh yeah, and uh, Kyle Higashioka is also back from the uh, COVID IL. Um, the, the, they've been back for most of the week, pretty much. Um, but that just happened like right after. That that happened like the day we recorded after we had already recorded. So, yeah. um, so those are the updates we have for them. Uh, Giancarlo Stanton. Um, we recorded and we discussed the injury that he had. Um, and uh but it wasn't announced that he was going on the il yet so they put him on the il uh initially they thought it was or it was announced as a calf officially like initially and then they talked to boone after the game and he was he said it was like no it's not a calf it's it's just ankle inflammation which i think that's much better than a calf because the calves can be tricky too that i think that's what kept standing out a lot of time like for a lot of time in uh 2019 so yep and also it's the same injury he had last year for a short period of time uh you know unfortunately he had a short stint last year which which gave us some optimism but you know the ankle um i'd love to see him back in right field and uh, and doing stuff or you're you know back in the field i actually uh we'll talk more about who goes to right field but but uh you know, uh, I don't want it to be perceived. I really hope it's not perceived by the Yankees that he's getting too much outfield play and they're going to just throw him back at DH all, you know, all over again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I think you, you'll see him DH predominantly like when he first comes back, but I think they'll yeah. eventually put him back out there. 
So yeah. um, I'm hopeful for that. Um, next one we have is DJ, Lam DJ LeMahieu. He didn't go on the IL officially, but he was out for a couple of days for, um, he had a wrist, his wrist was hurting and he got a cortisone shot. Took yeah. a it took a couple of days for it to kind of take and uh, get rid of the pain for him, but he's he came back on Saturday, I believe. Um, yeah, and you know he's been back ever since, and he he's looked pretty good since he came back. So, yeah, you can only hope. I mean, uh, for the risks for a batter uh, like he is, and the and the amount of time, you know, whenever you watch him, when you watch him in the batter's box, he's constantly bringing his swing to the point where it's almost you know release or check. And and the, the the check the checking of the swing is such a does such a stress on the wrist. You just hope it's it's going to be something he can uh, recover from enough to keep going through the season. But yes, he's looking good. Yeah, I mean, ho hopefully, hopefully that doesn't come back up again because the, I mean the Yankees injury I, with the injuries the injury to Donaldson the infield's kind of a little a little bit thin right now. They can't do that like heavy rotation that they. Used, they were doing at the start of the, the uh, season. Uh, the last injury update I have is um, is Jonathan Weiska is on the aisle with a shoulder problem. Um, yeah. I did hear Aaron Boone talk about this. He went on the aisle with a shoulder problem last year, and they said they're hopeful it's not uh, not serious, and they, they said it's not – they don't think it's as bad as what he dealt with last year. Um, oh. So I think that's a good thing. I mean, maybe it might explain some of the performance issues that he had to start the year as well. So um, hopefully he gets that all set and maybe, I, I don't know if he'll do like a rehab stint in uh, AAA, but um, hopefully, well, hopefully the Weizaga comes back and he can kind of hit the ground running and get back to where he was last year. With, uh, with Johnny Lasagna going on the IL, that made the bullpen pretty thin. So... Yeah. Um, you know, and that's, and, and that was, you know, that's, that's going to be a concern. Uh, you know, they're, they're bringing guys up from the farm. Uh, McKay's not doing too bad. Um, I'll let you say the other guy's name from, uh, Tom's River, New Jersey. Uh, oh, Marinaccio. That's it. Thank you. Yep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Marinaccio's like, a uh, he's like, if he can figure out his location, I think he can be like an elite reliever for the Yankees, but. You know, that's that's the thing with all these these young relievers that they're going to yep. have. Well, he's he, he's the one to kind of put put the last game of the series against the Rays out of out yeah. of contention a little bit. But but you know what? They they've uh, he, you know, he, he's been hot and cold. And uh, and I think, you know, like the young guys, it's their chance to step up because, uh, you know, with Chad on the uh, Chad being down for the rest of the season and now uh, Loasaga, uh down for a while. Those are two key ingredients to that six, seven, eight inning. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to ask more of the starting pitchers, which I mean, they've stepped up the last week too. So um, it has been good to see that, but let's get into the games that uh, took place since the last, last time we recorded um, the last, the, the game that took place the night we recorded last week was the last game against the Orioles. And it was uh, a game that J.P. Sears started for the Yankees, his major league debut. He he was on the opening day roster, but didn't get into a game, I believe. So, I, I mean, he, this was his major league debut, and he 
he was great. He went yeah. five shutout innings. He he looked really good. Um, he got himself out of trouble a couple of times too. Yeah, and, early on he. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, the first two innings he had a lot of pitches, and then it was like, oh, we're we might not we might be just getting three innings out of him. But I mean, he went like eighty pitchers or something like that, and got through five, um, which was was really nice to see. Um, the Yankees didn't do much on offense. They had a um, uh, Miguel Andujar RBI single, um, and then he like stole a base on the set on another play and throw it into center or something like that. The throw yep. got away and, and a run came home, and that's yep. how the Yankees scored their two runs on the night, and they won that game two nothing. So. Um, was a good way to, I mean, you, you never want to lose a series to the Orioles. So it was a, a good way to wrap up that series after that first game where, um, Cole kind of struggled with, uh, giving them five runs. All right. So I'm going to jump on the Orioles for a second. I told you last week, I, I, I put it down. I said, jot it down, write it down, hit that moment on the podcast. The Orioles are going to finish with a better record than the Red Sox. They just took – did they take three out of four? Three out of five. Three out of five? Five-game series. Five-game series. Yeah. Wow. And a doubleheader on Saturday. Yeah. All right. So – and they and they look good doing it. And I believe one of them was a blowout. So – Yeah. Um, but I'm telling you, the rate, the Orioles are playing every team tough. And and they have been one of the Yankees' toughest, toughest uh, opponents so far. Um, uh, they're a young team on the rise. They're going to start believing in themselves, but I, you know, I, I, I loved, I, I'm, I'm, I'm staying with it. The Orioles are going to fit, not going to finish in the basement in the AL East. So. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the Red, the Red Sox had another tough loss last night. They, they lost to the Reds for the first time since this, that, uh, the world series in the seventies when the Reds won game seven. Oh man. The world, that was the first win at Fenway Park. <laughs> Since then, um, you hate to see it, but <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's such a shame. Uh, yeah, I feel for those fans up there in Boston. Not. Okay, all right, let's get to this race series. We got uh, four games to cover here. Um, the first game was kind of, I don't know, like I felt weirdly, I don't know, I feel confident every time Nestor's on the mound, but I felt weirdly confident considering it was Yarborough on the map yeah. of the race who had like, he's been known to dominate the Yankees. Um, I kind of just felt like they would eventually pull through and, you know, the Yankees eventually did in the sixth inning. Um, I believe it was like a judge RBI hit that got them on the, on the board. I'll check it right now, but yeah, I'm looking to, um, but I mean, what, I, they got one run in that game, and I was like, okay, we got the yeah, yeah. It was a it yeah. was a Judge RBI single up the middle, and then and Duhar, they scored it a single, but it was like kind of a close play at first. The and uh, uh, the first baseman couldn't uh, scoop it, and then that made it three nothing in the sixth inning. And it's like, okay, we got this game on lock here. Yep. Um, and the Yankees tack on some runs later to make it seven nothing in the ninth. Um, it really it was, was a nail biter for the first five, five plus innings. So for, you know, I mean, yeah. it, it was, uh, you know, I mean, it, I think the Yankees at one point were being no hit, right? Wasn't Yarborough? Yeah. Yarborough was pitching so. a, a no hitter into the fifth. And yeah. Um, so, yeah, 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 it was something like that. I mean, no, but, Nestor but, went eight, 
shutout yep. innings in this game as well. So. Yep. And we're going to get back, as we're going to see here, there's a trend in the Yankee starters going going long. Yeah. And they needed to give the bullpen a break after that last Orioles game. Yep. And they said Nestor wanted the ninth inning, which like any starting pitcher is going to want the ninth inning um, when you got eight shutout innings. But uh, I don't really mind them getting Peralta some work there because he's kind of looked not too good lately. And that's kind of a spot where maybe he can have a rebound game there. Um, he gave up two runs in the ninth, um, but but I don't mind putting him in there to get some work in in that spot. Um, yeah, I felt bad for Nestor. He lost his shutout. So yeah, yeah, yeah. It's kind of yeah, tough way to lose a shutout, but um, still a great game from the Yankees pitching staff overall. Um, let's move on to game two, and it was a very similar story in game two where uh, Jamison Tyone. He, he replicated uh, Nestor's start. Uh, it, it was eight innings. He gave up two hits. Um, the Yankees only scored two runs, and it was uh, on back-to-back home runs by Glaber Torres and, and Matt Carpenter, the guy that we I didn't even put in the, uh, the, the beginning, but that the Yankees signed off the street yeah. the day before. And, and he's saying he's uh, sitting on his couch, full beard, He's sitting on his couch, full beard, coming off the couch to play for the New York Yankees. He's yeah. he he's he's so excited. He's he's already getting his dream, you know. Yeah. Uh, and he, he, as he said, I gladly shave in order to play for these guys. So yeah, he said he said he would he would load the plane if it meant he could play on the <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah load the, the bags. Yeah. He's been um he used to be a really good player in St. Louis, and um, yeah, kind of he he had a quick decline. And they said he's been reworking his swing in the minor leagues. So I'm interested to see if that makes it kind of like a, a sustainable thing. I don't know how the they're going to be able to keep him on the roster when guys start yeah. coming back. But it worked last night. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we'll we'll talk about it. But I mean, he's got a good yep. good swing for the short porch and right. So, but you know, I mean, J- Jamison Tyone went eight innings in this game in the second game against the Rays after the game, they said he would have gone nine innings if uh, the Yankees had scored more than two runs as well. Or he, he would have gone all nine. Um, yeah. He hadn't hit a hundred pitches yet. He was only at 93 pitches. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. and, and you, you see most of the starters now they're letting them hit the century mark. Yep. Yeah. But, and when you have clay Holmes, it's kind of hard to not go to him in that situation. Yeah. So um, well rested clay Holmes, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he comes in and uh, gets it done in the ninth, uh, as he usually has been so far. I mean, Araldis Chapman's kind of getting Wally pipped here. I mean, not that Araldis Chapman was bit. Uh, I mean, was uh, not not that Araldis Chapman was lighting the world on fire before he got hurt. But um, well, is he still I mean, is he still out for his uh, you know for his Achilles? Yeah, he's, he's on the IL. Yeah, he's still on the IL. Yeah. So um, you're right. He's gonna get Wally pipped. <laughs> Hey, I mean, it might be a good eighth inning reliever if he comes back and he's he he can have some confidence. But, um, I mean, yeah, at this point in the series, you're feeling great, and that's when Brian and I start talking. It's like maybe we can go five and two in this stretch here. Um, but uh, yeah, whoops, uh, yeah. But um, I, I think that's all I have for game two. If you, had, not, if you have anything else. It's not like the wheels came off either. You yeah. Know? I mean, it's yeah. it's really just 
<clears throat> yeah, we'll start talking about game three now and Cole's game. And I really thought Cole lost um, lost his focus, you know, on that on that bad on that, and that was a strike. And when it wasn't called a strike, and I mean Torvino's already on his way to the dugout. They they that was that was a that was a tough way to go. But but to throw four straight balls to the next guy, that's a problem. So yeah, he kind of lost composure there a little bit. Um, was it was it Choi that he would have had looking? I, I wasn't able to watch this whole game, but um, I did see I, that call. I think it was. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but but anyway, the Yankees. What, the the Yankees scored a run in the first inning. I think it was like D, DJ doubled in his first set back back, and then they eventually got a sack fly. Uh, Rizzo yeah. hit a sack fly to hit him home, and that was all they scored. Um, you know, I know Cole. Cole did have a good game. I know he lost that compo- his composure in that inning. gave gave up the run, but um, when you score one run, it's kind of tough to uh, kind of yeah. tough to win all those all the every, every game when you score one run. So. Um, I kind of blame more than I kind of blame the offense more than I do the pitching. I mean, more oh, than absolutely. The, yeah. The pitching side. I mean, I, I, you can blame the bullpen cause you know, Licky came in and King gave him came in and they both gave up runs, but, um, you know, the, the offense just has to do more in that situation in that type of game, especially against Corey Kluber, who is not the best, uh, raised starting pitcher. So. But he was a little fo- more focused for the, you know, he, he was, yeah. you know, a Yankee last year. And he was, I mean, it was, it was billed as a pretty good, pretty good, pretty good uh, showdown. And it, and it truly was. Yeah. They both did very, you know, Cole and, and Kluber both did well. <clears throat> yeah. But the Yankees were, you know, you're right. They were anemic at the bat. And, um, and, and when you only get four hits through the whole game and your your run scored on a sack fly in the first inning. You know, you know, again, another timely hit, but another timely at bat. But you know, they've they they are struggling with the bats, and this was not an easy. You know, their their lineups these days are at, in this at this point were kind of giving us a little fear. Yeah, yeah, um, and that brings us to Game Four, where um, it was kind of the same story, different day. Um, Luis Severino gave up two home runs in this game. He gave up uh, one to Choi and one to Tyler Walls, who I wish it wasn't Tyler Walls because he was saying how the Yankees were beatable after game one. It's like, <laughs> it's like I mean, everyone's beatable, I guess. But, um, you know. The, yeah, the and, and, and that was coming from a guy who was like, you know, three for his last 25 or something yeah. like that. He was not hitting. He wasn't. He wasn't hitting too well. But for him to say that beatable thing, I, I gotta say, Choi is. He, he was going opposite field, um, like in 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 the whole series. You could just see him trying to hit the ball, hit the ball in the opposite field and stuff. And he got one down the line. So. Yep. Yeah. Um, he almost got one against Cole, and it just went foul. Yeah. Yeah. And. Uh... You know, Severino was. Uh, I I do think Severino did have a good game. You know, yeah. just uh, the offense kind of didn't show up again. Glaber hit a home run. Is this was this was kind of a tough game because it is McClanahan, so it's kind of like easier. It's not doesn't hurt as bad as when you're facing Kluber and and you don't score. But I mean, McClanahan was like a guy people were 
picking as a sleeper for Cy Young before the uh, season started, and he's been really good so far. Um, Yankees were trailing 2-1 at one point, and then Marinaccio comes in to a jam, and he kind of just can't locate, and he walks in a couple runs. And here's the crazy thing is, I think the Rays had two hits in this game, just the home runs. They scored those runs, uh, those third and fourth runs on yep. walks. So yep. it's kind of a uh, kind of a tough way to let the let the runners score there. Um, and the Yankees again with two, you know, can't can't push runners over with two outs. I mean, how many times did they get runners on first and first and third with no outs, and then and second and third hits. at one time? Yeah, they had nine hits, and they just could not score. They couldn't put yeah. you know they couldn't put them across. Yeah. I think it was one of this was one of those games where it seems like every runners in scoring position situation found Aaron Hicks, mm-hmm. and oh boy, it's <laughs> yeah. not the not the guy you want up in that situation. So um, that Judge did hit a home run late, and they they kind of threatened in the eighth inning, I believe, and that's when uh, I think Aaron Hicks uh, didn't get it done there. Um, but here's the here's the left on base. Okay, Aaron Hicks four. Yeah, Miguel Andahar three, IKF and Kyle Higashioka and Joey Gallo, the bottom third of the order, yeah. all have all left three on base as well. Yeah, I mean they left twenty guys on base, or you know, in, in that situation. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, I, I'll give it a positive spin here. Is like we're t- the bottom the bottom third of the lineup has been talked about a lot and like rightfully so like they they're not very good at the you know offensively but the Yankees are still like the mm-hmm. best rec- they have the best record in baseball and they can still improve yeah it's like the yeah. crazy thing about it so um yeah it was kind of a tough way to end the uh, long stretch of games um that 23 games in 22 days stretch um but then again when you look back at it you can't really be mad at 15 and eight uh, in that stretch there. Um, and um, as we saw last night, I mean, this game, this team doesn't stay, stay down long. They've had, op- they've had moments where it's like, it, it, I think it, it's given the fan base kind of similar feelings to last year. It's like they lose a couple in a row and it's like, Oh, here it's panic time. This is just the 20, they're going to turn into the 2021 team again. Um, yeah. but they, they just don't stay down for long. Um, they, they get a rebound, they get rebound wins when they need them. It seems yeah. like, um, <clears throat> and, and you, you know, five and five in the last 10 games and, yep. um, you know, and, and they've had, a, you know, they, <clears throat> you hope this, the good news is the streaks aren't long, uh, except yep. for the win streaks. And that's. I think, you know, what's their pitching and their defense are keeping them in every game, you know? Yeah. And uh, it was, you know, it was uh, talked about uh, in social media the other day about where would the Yankees be without their starting pitching? Oh, yeah, they wouldn't be. (laughs) They wouldn't be anywhere. (laughs) I mean, yeah, you got five guys that are all pitching super well with every one of them's got an ERA below four, right? Um, you know, two of them have ERAs, you know, I mean, you know, Nestor is just, he's, he's just pitching lights out. Tyone's got an ERA below three, um, you know, and those are their really the, the, and, and now we'll get to the last night, but it's just, and Monty's always been pitching. He's been pitching solid all year long with zero run support, you know, 
<clears throat> the the real tough part. Okay, are we going to let's go to let let's go to last night's game because you know the fact that Monty gets his first win <laughs> on the last day of May and has an ERA of like three point one or something like yeah. that. And you know, you and know, here's but, the crazy thing is Monty has like out of the five starters, he has like the either like this the lowest or second lowest or I mean him and Cole have the worst ERAs out of the starters and they're, yeah. they're good too. Yeah. So, um but yeah I mean Monty gets his run support right away last night and it's like yep. what is, it's like is this a different dimension that I'm living in right now? <laughs> Was um, there a bet there had to be a bet in the locker room or something yeah. before the game. I you mean know? maybe it maybe Monty finally uh, ripped into him a little bit. <laughs> uh, I wouldn't have blamed him if he did that. But um, yeah. I mean, last night, uh, the first inning was action packed last night. It was, uh, I mean, even Monty's first inning, mm-hmm. it was like uh, he had uh, a couple hard hit balls. Let me see. Yep. I mean, Taylor Ward popped out in foul territory for the on the first pitch of the game, and Joey Gallo makes a really nice play around the, uh, yeah. the netting. First out of the game, Judge robs Otani of a home yes. run. Yes, that was the best. The that was um, the best. And then when you see a six it, eight, yeah. when you see a six eight guy go up over the fence, I mean, here's the thing: he's barely jumping, and, he, yeah. <laughs> and he's taking the home run over the fence. So yeah, you know, taking it away. So yeah, and yeah. he strikes out Mike Trout to end the inning as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, so and then comes the bottom of the inning where um, the Yankees score runs on a Rizzo double that went off the, off Mike Trout's glove, uh, yeah. bounced off his glove. Um, Glaber nearly hit one out to left center, went off the top of the wall. Um, yeah. That scored Rizzo. Glaber was thrown out at third after he came off the bag. Uh, right. Tough to blame him there. You know, it was kind of tough to stay on there. But Carpenter comes up again, and he uh, – <sighs> He hits a shot into the the short porch and it's four nothing in the first. I'm just like, wait, I forgot Montgomery's pitching this game and it's like, what is going on? But yeah, yeah, it was a relaxing game from the start. And, it was and, much like the <clears throat> the Rangers game seven where it was relaxing. Yeah, they won six to two. <laughs> I had to sneak a Rangers reference in, but <laughs> yeah, good luck to them. I can't I can't wait. You know. Yeah. Uh, yeah, first time since what 2015 that they're in the Eastern Conference Finals. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah, game one tonight. It'll be be fun to watch. Um. So for for nothing in the for at the for end of the first. I yep. mean, this this was also Noah Syndergaard too, like making his return yeah. to New York. It's like yep, Thor. It's like what's I I mean, it feels like it was like the the unstoppable force against the. A, a, movable uh, a movable object where it's like yeah. the Yankees don't give Monty run support, but what is more, I don't know. I Thor coming back to New York and kind of getting shelled. It kind of felt fitting, I guess. <laughs> I, I felt, I don't know. It felt like a, something that kind of made sense in the, in the world, I guess. So I was like, which one's going to happen here? But yeah, not, not the return to New York. He wanted, but you know what? It was uh it was it was it was the Yankees need the Yankees needed a bounce back win after a tough a couple of tough losses and yeah and they also needed to make a statement against the Angels you know 
Yeah, I, I mean, the Angels came in after getting swept by Toronto as well. So it's kind of yeah. like, you need, it's like, this is a team that's reeling right now. And you, yep. you want to take advantage of it. Um, I believe, I mean, the, the Yankees scored another run the, in the second inning. Yeah, it was um, DJ had an RBI double in the second to make it 5 nothing. Um and that was after, I mean, Joey Gallo had a good game in this game as well. And he yep. was playing right field. And that's where we, we bring it to the discussion of like, maybe they'll play him in right a little bit more. He said he felt home out there again last yep. night after the game as well. So it'd be interesting good. to see what they did, what they do with Stanton out. They kind of have an opening where if Judge is playing center more, then yep. uh, you can put Gallo in right. And Hicks was not part of the game, right? So, yeah, it was uh, Andrew Harden left, right? Judge yep. in center, yep. and uh, Callan right. Here's here's the other unusual part about last night. As much as the uh, Yankees were lighting it up for 13 hits, mm-hmm. Judge was the only one without a hit last night. Oh yeah, yeah, and, and it's not you know that you don't see that that often. Normally, he's at the front part of any kind of a comeback and things we've got. And um, he still had an impact on the game. He so, did, yes. But he made the catch and he got he got on for uh, Rizzo yep. in the yep. first. He walked. Yeah, yeah. So, but great, you know. And and uh, we just got finished talking about the lower third of the order in the in the race series, and they're the ones that dominated. You know, they had uh, six of the <clears throat> IKF Trevino and, and Gallo all had six of the uh, fifth of the thirteen hits. So yeah, yeah, they woke up. Yeah, it was good to see. Hopefully, I mean. It would be nice to kind of continue that tonight. I wonder who's on the mound for for the Angels. Uh, Reed Detmers. That's the guy who hit who threw the no hitter. Yeah, yeah. And then we got Nestor on the mound tonight. So yeah, when he gets another one. He gets to go, yeah, Nestor, another one. He gets to go toe to toe with. Yeah. <clears throat> um, and then Shohei pitches Game Three with against uh, Tyone. So yeah. I mean, th- these are all good pitching mashups. These yeah. are pretty, pretty good. I mean, I, I don't even think Syndergaard was having that bad of a season before. Like, I, I think he had a pretty good start to the year because I mean, yep. the Angels had been pretty good to start the year. So I, I, I'd heard that they got their pitching right. Um, wasn't right last night. Although the guy who came in in long relief wasn't bad. Um, you know, uh, gave up four runs, but he struck out five. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he. He went a lot of innings too. So he yeah, he did. A lot yeah, of, he yeah he went five innings. Yeah. I mean, Thor only lasted two and a third, yeah. and <clears throat> with no strikeouts, as a matter of fact. Yeah, and uh, let me see. Uh, who's another? The other home run that the Yankees had. It was Trevino. 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 Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> who's hitting really well? I mean. Yeah. We have a catcher that's batting two sixty three right now. Yeah, I mean, we have a, yeah. <laughs> we, we, we said it's like, we'll take the zero on offense with catcher if we, we yeah. get a great friend, but we're not getting zero from Trevino now. So no. It's been no. really good. Um, you, you ready for awards? I am. All right. Um, I think I went first last week, so I'll let you go, go first. All right. <clears throat> so, um, Last week I went with IKF and stuff. This week I, I wanted to go pitchers because of the dominating starters that we have. Um, and I went with Tyone, okay? Um, 
I think <clears throat> when you pitch a tough game like that and you're going toe to toe with with the Rays, you know, uh, in in, the, in game two of the series, and and you're not getting the breather. Like even even Nestor had a little bit of a breather in that first game, right? Um, after the uh, Yankees scored some run, runs and stuff, but you, you're playing such a tight game, and he is just looking really good. Uh, his breaking stuff is is, uh, is is starting to look unhittable. So, but I gave I gave uh, uh, to, you know JMO the uh, the the uh, hero of the week, the Yankee of the week award. So I'm sticking with pitching. Yeah, I considered going pitching, but. Uh, I, cl- I the guy I picked for my hopeful last week had a good week, so yeah. I'm gonna go with uh, Glaber Torres here. I mean, he he looks back. That's all. I, that's like the best yeah. way to describe it. I yeah, think. yeah. He looks back, and he looks. I think he's playing the best defense he's had, or he has played in his career so far. And he's playing well. relaxed. He's really playing relaxed, which is a good thing. You you just don't see the stress on his face right now the way you used to see it last year. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so, so Tor is my uh, my Yankee of the week. Good choice. All right, so last week on my hopeful, <clears throat> uh, I need to learn how to spell Holmes. Anyway, uh, <laughs> last week on my hopeful, um, I went with the Yankee bullpen, uh, needing getting a lot of rest. I said it's hoping that they get some rest. They've been way overused. Um, the uh, the starters are all stretched out. Lo and behold. We got starters going eight innings. We got starters wanting to pitch the ninth. We've got, you know, we, we really got good stretch out of everybody. I mean, even when J.P. Sears pitched, he did pitch five innings. But but that was the last time the bullpen really had to throw three or four guys out there uh, since. So um, I was very, very good. I'm very, you know, those, the hopeful work there. I mean, we got a bullpen that's rested and stuff. But uh, my Yankee hopeful right now is Holmes. I just hope he just continues to light it up and and uh, and and do everything possible to Wally Pip, uh, you know, our buddy Chapman. So, I think I think Holmes is just Holmes is looking like the closer, and it looks like they're using him that way all the way around right now. So, yeah, yeah, good pick. Um, he's been the best reliever after. I mean, especially with uh, Michael King come up, kind of come coming back down to earth a little bit. He's, as I said, I think I said last week, he could make a Cy Young case for him so far. So, wow. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. He's given up like one run in all of his, he's had 22 appearances or something. Yeah. That, that, um, that crazy year that Zach Britton had in Baltimore in 2016, he's like as good as that right now. Yeah. That's how good he's been. So, So let's hope he can continue. Yeah. All right. We got a history moment for this week, right? And it's well-timed, I got to say, you know, I mean, considering social media blew up yesterday, uh, but here's the moment, 30 years ago today, okay, um, June 1st, the Major League Draft, Houston has the number one pick, and they opt to go with Phil Nevin, okay, and of course, we all know Phil Nevin as the former third base coach of the Yankees, and and, uh, I think you said he's now playing, he's now uh, on the on the coaching staff for the uh, Angels. Yeah, yeah. And of course, he also has a son playing for the Orioles, but Houston Astros make that first pick count with Phil Nevin, who had a decent career. However, the Yankees make their sixth, they have the sixth pick, 
and it's amazing that he lasted that long but it was i guess i guess it is what it is and some people's favorite favorite pitching and stuff but the yankees happened to pick 30 years ago today Derek jeter and of course jeter we all know his history we all know the hall of fame we all know everything else so um and, and stuff but apparently uh, what, what i guess it, 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 houston was considering jeter as the number one pick, but shied away from the fact that Jeter and his family were probably looking at a demand of a million dollar signing bonus. And supposedly, as the rumor has it, that that made the Astros shy away from uh, from DJ. Can you imagine that a million dollars today? Here we are 30 <laughs> years, 30, 30, 30 years later, a million dollars is kind of chump change for this kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, and everything, but hey, we're okay with it. The Astros decided where they went, and the Yankees got the uh, you know Hall of Famer, who is uh, without a doubt one of the best Yankees, and up there uh, with with all the greats of the past and stuff. So why is it well timed? Because Derek Jeter just joined social media yesterday. Um, yeah, he first it was Twitter, and then he was like, you know, I might as well do Instagram too. And he was pretty active yesterday. He tweeted like eight or nine times, um, posted a yeah. GIF at the end of the day, made it through my first day on Twitter. It was like, <laughs> it was like a and it, GIF of him and, celebrating with Ichiro. Um, yeah. And again, shout out to the, to the, uh, to the Twitter uh, person who basically said, no more excuses. You should be on the sap. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That was his so, first tweet. He's like, yeah. I, I ran out of excuses and I it's kind of well timed to, you know, he's going to be, tweeting some stuff for his foundation and the documentary that's coming out um, this summer, which I'm looking at. And of course, you know, he's the founder of the athletic and uh, 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 the players. No, no, no. Players, players tribune, right. Excuse me. Players tribune. He's the founder of that and stuff. And, and, you know, he's, he's had a marvelous post post baseball career that is obviously included baseball. And of course he's no longer one of the owners of the uh, Marlins, but um, yeah, it was well timed, and and I think was as soon as he, I guess when he popped on and made his announcement, he was on Twitter. I think within an hour, he had almost fifty thousand followers. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. it was just it just incredible. So, but Jeets, we look forward to you. I hope I hope one one day soon you'll appear in a old timers, old timers. Yeah, day. yeah. I hope he. <laughs> I think that'd be pretty funny. He'll probably, he'll probably be pretty competitive. To try to show that he, he would. still has it. <laughs> he's not. He's gonna. He's not gonna gonna take it uh, as a joke if he no. old timers day. Um, but yeah, that, I mean that's a that's a fun history moment to yeah. kind of wrap up the episode here. Um, the Yankees this week they they have two more against the Angels and then Detroit comes to comes to town and then they head out to Minnesota to see their old friends Gio and Gary. So um, yeah, who Gary's lighting it up a little bit. He's getting he's yeah. getting into one of his hot streaks right now. And yeah. uh, but May's over, so who knows what's going to happen to 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 Gary now? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, we'll see what we'll see what happens. Uh, we'll be covering it next week, I'm sure. And uh, yeah. So we'll, we'll be back next Wednesday. Um, thank you for listening to this this edition of the Yankee Nation podcast presented by New York Sports Nation. We'll see you next week. Uh, let's go Yankees. Let's hope they keep yeah. it rolling. Go Yanks.